From the Financial Times in London, I'm Clive Cookson, and this is FT News. A vast iceberg, nearly the size of the U.S. state of Delaware, has finally broken away from Antarctica in a move that will alter its frozen landscape forever. The iceberg, one of the biggest on record at almost 6,000 square kilometres, had been expected to break away after huge cracks were observed on the Larsen Sea ice shelf in West Antarctica. Here with me to discuss the dramatic event is our environment correspondent, Pelita Clark. Tell us, Pelita, what exactly happened in the Antarctic night? Well, as you say, Clive, this huge crack had been known about by researchers for some time and they'd been monitoring it very closely. But what happened earlier this year was they noticed the crack actually got longer And early in the morning on Wednesday UK time, they were able to detect that it had actually broken free and created in the process this enormous iceberg. What are the implications? So the ice that it's broken away from is actually an ice shelf and it's because it's floating on the ocean and this is a chunk that's broken away from it. It doesn't actually have any implications for sea level rise, for example. However, what is of concern is that ice shelves of this nature act as sort of gigantic corks or buttresses that hold back glacial ice which flows down towards the coast and the concern is that if the shelf breaks up or is more unstable than thought then this could accelerate the flow of that ice and that's actually what's happened in the past when Larson's A and B were affected and we saw quite a dramatic increase in the flow of ice and that actually can contribute to sea level rise. So when do you think we'll discover whether it has destabilised the Larson Sea ice shelf in the way you've described. It's an interesting question, and scientists are watching that very closely. I should also say that, of course, more immediately, because we now have this huge iceberg floating around, there's a big concern potentially for shipping because it's not clear how much longer it's going to hang around in the dark frozen wastes down there. Scientists expect that it will move and, more importantly, it will break up itself. And we're talking about ice that's nearly 200 metres thick. So the danger for shipping is that if bits of it break off and then move into warmer waters, it'll be partly or even in some cases almost totally submerged. It does become potentially a risk for shipping. So although there's no shipping around that part of the Antarctic Peninsula, when you get sort of further up into the Southern Ocean, I suppose there could be. Yeah, that is a concern, although a number of the scientists I spoke to yesterday about this were saying that actually we just don't know yet how quickly this is likely to happen. It's quite likely that a lot of this ice will stay down there for years and won't necessarily move, but it is something they're going to be keeping a close eye on. Well, luckily we have more and more satellites and other ways of observing what's happening with the ice on Antarctica and in the ocean. How was this detected and how will they be able to keep track of what's going on with all this new remote sensing technology? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. So I spoke to someone at the British Antarctic Survey yesterday who is indeed a remote sensing analyst and they use this radar satellite technology, as you say, which allows them to monitor these sorts of movements, even though it's pitch black dark down there at the moment. This technology has been in use since around the 80s and it's enabled us to have a much greater understanding of what's happening there. It's an incredibly difficult part of the world to monitor and measure which is why there's still quite a bit of discussion and debate about whether, for example, climate change really has had anything to do with this. The scientists I've been speaking to are saying that to date there's no distinct 
evidence that this was in fact affected by anthropogenic climate change. However, it's something that they're keeping under close observation. That's the trouble with assessing man-made climate change. As with sort of ferocious storms, hurricanes, droughts, you can always say that one event isn't related to climate change, but put together, maybe it is. Yeah, I mean, that's right. And uh, certainly there does seem to be evidence that the climate has affected other parts of the Antarctic. But unlike the Arctic, scientists are much more loath to say that, you know, the entire continent is breaking up because of climate change. Yes, I wanted to pick up on that. There are big changes in the way global warming is affecting the two poles, isn't there? Right. The Arctic is basically an ocean surrounded by land, and the Antarctic is basically land surrounded by ocean. And so what happens in the Arctic is that you have a lot of sea ice, which melts and then refreezes, and although bits of it actually don't ever melt, that's mostly what's happening. You do have sea ice, confusingly, down in the Antarctic as well, but generally speaking, the big difference is that you have a massive ice sheet on Antarctica versus a smaller one, but still an enormous one on Greenland up in the Arctic. But generally speaking, you know, there are massive physical differences in the two. And when Greenland icebergs come into the sea, they do raise sea level, don't they? Because they're not floating like this Larsen iceberg was. They're actually on land and come into the ocean and add to the water. Exactly. I mean, the way I always think about it is, you know, it's like a glass with ice cubes in it. So as those ice cubes melt, it doesn't actually affect the overall level of water in the glass. However, as you say, if you imagine then you stick your finger or your hand in the glass, that's kind of the equivalent of the ice from the ice sheets coming from Greenland or Antarctica because that actually is melting from land and therefore likely to raise overall levels. So that is of great concern. So how does the melting of ice on the Arctic, Antarctica and indeed glaciers across the continents of the world affect sea level? So the level of the world's seas are affected by melting ice when it's actually on an ice sheet, on a bit of land, as it is in Antarctica and Greenland, and indeed Himalayan glaciers. When that sort of ice leaves land, enters the sea, it does affect sea levels. However, it's not the only thing that does. The actual warming of the oceans also leads to what's known as thermal expansion, and so that also has an impact. At the moment, scientists have recorded increases in the rate of sea level rise in recent decades, but there's quite a bit of uncertainty as to how quickly that rate of increase is going to progress. And so it's one of those areas that scientists are obviously watching very closely, but there's still quite a bit of uncertainty out there. Thanks very much indeed. So we'll be looking out for further news from the Antarctic and the Arctic about movements of ice. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.